0: The text this evening is found in Philippians, the third chapter, and I will read verses 4 through 14. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, an Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I might know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the church in Philippi during his first imprisonment in Rome in about 61 A.D. Unlike his other letters, which often dealt with problems in the church, you find this letter is one filled with joy. In fact, the word joy, rejoice, and rejoicing are found 15 times In the four chapters of Philippians. In the third chapter, in fact, Paul opened with the words, finally my brethren rejoice in the Lord. He then goes on in that third chapter to state to them the focus of his spiritual pursuit in the gospel. Having good focus is very important. This past week, Rodika and I had breakfast one day with my brother Mike and his family. And we were discussing, among other things, the weather. And he took out his phone to look at the weather for that week. And he did that. He He kind of kept extending his arm out there to to see the small numbers, it surprised me. Mike is my baby brother, but we're getting older. And actually, uh, Mike has far better vision than me. I have corrected vision. Uh, these glasses are are what you call progressive lenses and have they have in them. Uh, they Uh, Correct my nearsightedness so I can focus on something at a distance They help me to be able to focus so I can read the Bible and uh, a few years ago, they introduced uh, the distance that you need to be able to see to read your computer screen and I'm thankful that these glasses give me the ability to uh, focus at those three distances What you find in this text by the Apostle Paul is his ability to look back at his life and be able to find three ways to give himself better spiritual focus. He did it in three ways. He used Hindsight, he used insight, and he used foresight as he pursued his goal, which was to win Christ. Hindsight is recognition of something after it has occurred. Here in verses 4 through 7, Paul reminded the Philippians of his Jewish pedigree. This was something that prior to his conversion on the Damascus Road was a source of great pride to him. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He was one that had been brought up at the feet of Gamaliel. He, according to the righteousness by the law, was blameless. That's very remarkable. Now they say hindsight is twenty-twenty, Meaning you and I, we can later look back at something and realize the truth of it. And so often we do that and we think, boy, I wish I would've went this way or had gone that way. That's hindsight. Well, Paul clearly was looking back at his life, but now he looked back with, with good focus and realized that he was more like that Pharisee that our Lord described in the parable found in Luke chapter 18 where a, he said a Pharisee and a publican went up to the temple to pray. The Pharisee the Lord said prayed thus with himself. Prayer like that goes no farther than that. He said this, God I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. Well, like Paul, the Pharisee in this account was very proud of himself. Contrast that with the the tax collector, the publican. The Lord said that he was standing afar off, he didn't even feel worthy to to be at the temple, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but he just smote upon the breast and said, "Lord, be merciful to me a sinner. Well Jesus said, "I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that Humbleth himself shall be exalted. Good focus, good hindsight gave Paul the ability to realize that he was like that man recently i I read the story of a a homeless eleven year old boy who just lived in rags on the streets he was then adopted by some good parents that took him in and clothed him, fed him, showed him gentle affection. Well, one day his new mother came into his bedroom and found him there holding those old rags that he used to wear. And she asked him, "Why are you still holding on and keeping those old clothes?" And he said this. He said, "I just kept them to remind me, because I don't want to forget what you did for me when I wore them." That's hindsight. That's hindsight, that's 2020. Good spiritual hindsight causes us never to forget what the Lord did for us. The horrible pit, the miry clay that he brought us out of, and those are good things for us to reflect back upon as we pursue our heavenly goal. Inside is discernment of an underlying truth. Now in verses 8 through 10, Paul let the Philippians know that all of his past accomplishments, and they were many, were of no value to him. These were things that he once placed everything that he was into and counted them as gain. But what did insight do? It helped the apostle to realize that those things that once seemed to be gained to him were were things he needed to get rid of and count them as a loss. He said, For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And he did not mean that in the way that that this really cost me something when I came to the Lord and I... I lost a lot. No, those were things I needed to get rid of. Those were things that, that did me no good, that did me harm. And to obtain the excellency, why, well, that's salvation. To obtain the goodness and the hope that that brings, why, he wanted to get rid of those things and then be able to obtain True gain. Hindsight gave Paul insight and he could look back and know from his experience, his own personal experience, that all of his righteousness was his filthy ranks. That's what we have to realize. We had nothing good to offer to God, And really, what do we have even now? We, we just need to give God our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. All of our righteousness is filthy rags. It is Christ's righteousness in us that can keep us living a victorious life before God. Good spiritual insight also causes the Apostle Paul, not to dwell upon his sufferings. Remember, Ananias was told that that Paul would have to suffer great things for Jesus' namesake. So rather than dwell upon his trials and his afflictions and his sufferings, He focused on wanting to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Paul wanted to identify with the one who had changed his life. The one who had set a mark that challenged Paul to live up to those sufferings that that he had as he served God were were not anything that would would cause him to be deterred. I want to know Jesus I want to identify with his sufferings I want to understand the the price that he paid for me and when we do that it does not matter what you and I go through It gives us proper perspective as we endeavor to make the kingdom of God our home. We often hear the first two-thirds of Revelation 12, 11, either quoted or paraphrased, where we're reminded that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. But it's that third part that says, and they love not their lives unto the death. Why, that's total commitment. That's in it with everything that you have. And that's how you can get a focus that will take you all the way. Foresight is provision for the future. In verses 11 to 14, the Apostle Paul makes his goal and the focus of his spiritual pursuit crystal clear when he says in verse 11, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. He was saying, I'm willing to do anything and everything to make and realize this goal. Good insight gave the apostle good foresight. It was not something that the apostle was willing to to maybe chance. He said that he pursued his goal not as though I had already attained. He wasn't willing... Uh, to continue towards that goal on on yesterday's experiences. No, that that wasn't good enough. I, I'm not going to uh, think that uh, I've already arrived spiritually. Uh, that my place there, although we can have a no soul salvation, uh, is is finally secure. No, he wasn't. Uh, willing to look at that he realized that that he hadn't reached the goal yet in October 1964 Minnesota Viking defensive tackle Jim Marshall recovered uh, a fumble by San Francisco running back Billy Kilmer and he, he ran it all the way 66 yards into the end zone however it was the wrong end zone He scored a touchdown for uh, the opponent. Well, what is sad is Jim Marshall went on to have an illustrious career. He had uh, Hall of Fame numbers. He, as a defensive player, played in 270 consecutive games. That is quite an accomplishment. But that one game, that one lack in his focus, well, that, it caused him to miss more than just getting to the right end zone. One, he, he's, he has spent the rest of his life being reminded of that, but also when he was up to be elected into the hall of fame, the ultimate goal for a NFL player, He never made it into the Hall of Fame. Just one lapse in his focus. The Apostle Paul was not wanting that. He had his vision set on a goal. He did not want anything to get in the way of that. And we need to learn from Paul that we need more than just good hindsight to look back we need, through that, as we serve God to, to have good insight into the gospel, and then through that to, to have good foresight as we serve God, as we, like Paul, focus on that eternal goal. Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul had learned whether it was good or bad, I'm not going to dwell in the past. I'm going to keep pressing towards that goal, and I'm going to do everything that I, I can to obtain it. Well, tonight... The question is, how are you doing towards the goal of making heaven your home? As we heard in Amelda's testimony, we, we live in troubling and confusing times. Uh, we cannot be ignorant of the devil's devices. He would use these things to distract us to confuse us, to get us turned around, to get us running to the wrong end zone, the wrong goal. And and people will do that. But if you keep your focus on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of your faith, why you will find the Lord will take you all the way, we're going to have an opportunity to pray. You know, we can come at any time and examine our heart, examine our life. We can find that God is faithful. He wants us to make that goal more than we do. And he's going to do everything he can to help you. We're going to have an opportunity to pray. The Psalms 552 and the altars are open.